You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's American Pipeline podcast presented by Bet MGM and McKenny Hockey. I am Mike Stevens. This is Sydney Wolf from the Rink Live. Sydney, how are you doing? Doing good. I feel like we're finally in the the part of the season where I can go to a, a hockey rink, and if it's even if it's the most freezing rink of all time, I can just step outside and finally warm up because it's like finally warmish weather. So I had a fun weekend of like going to watch hockey, and then you can just go warm up, get back in the rink, and that's always uh, one of my favorite times of the year. So it's fun to be able to to watch some hockey and some some nice weather finally. Absolutely. I mean, it's in Toronto, it's, we're getting a little bit of a cold snap here. Like it's just, you know, we're, we're in the upper single digits um, after some really beautiful days. Hopefully it, it goes back down because summer's a lot of fun. Um, but there's still some hockey being played in the American pipelines to talk about, namely the USHL. Um, the Clark Cup final has started. You know, we, we were talking about, uh, you know, that that's going to be the main point here. And Youngstown, in a bit of a surprise, they sweep their first two road games. They win two. They they take a commanding series, winning two on a foreign soil. Yeah, this was honestly kind of a, a surprise. I know we talked a little bit about the Clark Cup last week, um, and you know nobody not taking anything away from Youngstown because they're an awesome team. But Fargo was arguably the best team in in the league. They they were the best team in the regular season. So to see them go down, you know. The first two games at home was definitely surprising, um, especially in the first game. It was kind of crazy. And then the second game was closer. So obviously that was a, a closer game. But that's really wild because now they're going to end up going to Youngstown this weekend they play. So it seems like unless Fargo makes a really big push, Youngstown kind of has this in the bag right now unless they really kind of flop the next two games. But I think I mentioned this last week too. Youngstown is typically really, really good at home. So the fact that they won their two road games, now they're going to play at home. It seems like they're going to have the Clark cup. I'd be really surprised if Fargo comes back and wins these next two. Um, Cause that'd just be super, super hard to do. And I've seen crazier things happen. So you can't say it's not going to happen, but uh, it's going to be really tricky. Cause I, I believe I just read on Twitter too. I think the games are sold out in their standing room only or something crazy like that. So it's going to be packed uh, for the Youngstown games this weekend, but thought I'd just recap a little bit of, of some of the action and the prospects, all that cool stuff. Um, but in game one, the final score was four to one, but it didn't seem like it was like a four to one game in the first couple periods, minutes, stuff like that. And honestly, a really big part of Youngstown's success is they've had Jacob Fowler, who has been just so good in goal. He stopped 29 of 30 shots in night one and like 30 of 31 the next night. So he's been really good. And and to win the Clark Cup, you need a really solid goaltender. And he's just been really good. He's been their guy and he's just been awesome. So that's a that's definitely a big part of their success is having someone solid there uh, in goal. But in that first game, it was actually a, a scoreless game, I believe, all the way until the third period. So it's not like it was a blowout game or something like that. Uh, but Will Whitelaw has just been 
really, really good in the playoffs here and in the regular season, but that's a name that a lot of people have heard coming up for the, for the draft uh, this summer. And he did really good. He's, he scored during a power play in the third. I believe it was right after a, a five on three. So then it became five on four. So he got things going. And then uh, another guy who's been kind of a hero here in, in the past few games, Miles Gunty, who's a, who's a Brown commit, then scored, doubled the lead. Shane Lachance, who we'll talk about later in the show, uh, netted the third. And then Will Whitelaw, again, scored, empty net goal, sealed the deal. Only goal from Fargo uh, came from Anthony Mangini. So, you know, not not the start you necessarily want if you're Fargo, mm-hmm. especially if you're at home, you're in front of your fans, uh, all that stuff, especially with all the hype they had going into into last weekend. And game two, another kind of a tight game here. It was only two to one in overtime, so close game. Again, Jacob Fowler, awesome. Um, again, Miles Gunty, really, really good, scored another goal. He's a guy who I, I think I read that he was hurt for most of the season, so he actually hasn't played a ton, but – He's been just electric here the past few games. Really, really good. Fargo's Brett Link scored, tied things up, uh, you know, going into overtime. Always exciting, always fun, especially in big playoff games. And then Andon Serbone scored in overtime off a, off a pack from Jake Rossi, uh to win the game 2-1. to one. So we had two really interesting games. I was actually in Warhead last weekend, but I wasn't able to, to catch these games in Fargo. But I was trying to pay attention to the scores just because – you know, it's, it's a big deal, and these were kind of a, a stunner that Youngstown was able to win two on the road, and now they're going home, and we'll see if they're able to to win it, go 3-0, win the Clark Cup, because that would be probably uh, something I don't think a lot of people would predict it, but hey, you got to give it to them. They've been, they've been playing great. Absolutely. Well, you know, while this is going on, in the USHO, there are trades and signings going down. Crazy, crazy to think of that. You know, I guess you can technically trade right now in the NHL, but like almost no one does it. Um, but that's not the case in the USHL as uh, <clears throat> to start off part of a previous future considerations trade, uh, Wisconsin commit Gavin Wulenkamp's rights uh, were traded from Cedar Rapids to Youngstown. Um, you'll be a senior in high school this year, but you know, interesting trade that happened during, uh, you know, while Youngstown was playing in the, uh, in the final. Yeah, I think pretty much all of the the things that are happening right now are just stuff that was like future considerations, yeah. essentially. So it's not anybody that's actually like playing right now or, or doing anything like that. But we had a couple of newsworthy things. And usually they're prospects that I assume if you're trading for them, then you're going to want them to play for your team, you know, next year or the year after. Um, so it's usually pretty good players. So I thought I would uh, mention mention all that type of stuff so this one is kind of interesting and uh this one I actually typed it wrong it's actually he's going to to Madison and not Youngstown whoops I think I was thinking of Youngstown too much but um so that's actually interesting because he's a Wisconsin commit so he's going to be heading to to Madison and and the Capitals and I'm assuming if he stays committed to Wisconsin you know can get used to the area a little bit uh of where the city is and all that stuff but this one will be interesting because he is going to be a senior in high school and for him Mm -hmm. it's Kind of that big decision if, if you're a Minnesota kid of are you going to play your senior year in high school or are you going to decide to make that jump to the USHL? Um, because that's a that's a big decision. Are you going to try and play against top players uh, in the USHL or do you want, you know, your traditional high school experience of, you know, going to your school dances, going through your your senior year and all that stuff. So it's definitely a big decision. I don't know what he's going to end up choosing, but he's really, really good. I actually wrote about him for the Rink Live uh 
when he committed to Wisconsin like last summer when when those players were able to. Um, so that's going to be an interesting one to watch. He's really good, though. He had a great season for Chan Hassan this last year, 45 points in 26 games. Not the biggest guy, but he's just a, a really good forward. So it seems like uh, his rights are going to be with, with Madison now. So we'll see if he ends up playing for the Capitals this year or, or not. That's a, a big decision for a lot of guys to make. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it'll be with Madison. And then obviously Gavin Core. Um, <clears throat> announced he'll compete with Fargo this upcoming season. So if they if they end up losing the Clark Cup, at least they have a bit of a uh, consolation prize in getting Gavin Core. Yeah, this one too. I was I was really excited about to see. So I was watching the Minnesota um, HP Spring Festival a couple of weeks ago. I wrote up like a big scouting report on it for the Rink Live, and I really really liked watching Gavin Core. He was really good. There's two Gavins actually for Shattuck St. Mary's right now. Gavin Core and Gavin Katz. And they're both like crazy good. Um, so I wasn't honestly super like surprised by this just because he's such a high level player. He's just a really, really good um, player, was one of my favorites at, at the Spring Festival. He's not the biggest guy, um, but that really hasn't, you know, hindered his performance at all. But he announced that he's going to be with Fargo for this upcoming year. And it's he's going to be a great asset to have, but he's really young. He's literally turned 16 this year. Um, so he's going to be a, one of those young, young players in the USHL. So it's going to be definitely a challenge. Um, it's going to be hard to, to compete in the USHL when you're that young. But I'm assuming he's going to be one of those guys when we get to whatever the date is, August 1st, I think, or something, when you're allowed to commit to NCAA programs. He's probably going to have a, quite a few choices on the table because he's awesome. Um, and he's actually from Minnesota. And this past year he put up. 44 points in 37 games for Shattuck's 15U AAA team and just really good. So uh, I wasn't super surprised to see that. Uh, and I think he's going to be a, a really fun prospect to watch. Needless to say, seems like he's a bright future. Um, <clears throat> all right, over to the NCAA for a little bit. Um, we have Dakota Rayum Mullen, who is actually the son of Manon Rayum, who uh, is the first goalie to play, uh, I believe, an NHL game uh, when she was in a preseason game with the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, 16-year-old um, left shot D has com is committing to Michigan. Yeah, this was a big one. Whenever those national team players end up announcing their uh, commitments, always a, a good get for whoever ends up getting getting those players. So he finally announced his commitment, uh, and it's going. he's going to Michigan. So Michigan gets another top-level player to add to their pipeline. Uh, he's currently 16. He'll turn 17 in the winter, so still pretty young. Still probably, you know, two, three years out from going to Michigan. But six foot right now. He had three <clears throat> points in the in the U17 international tournament recently, um, and this year for the NTDP, he's at about 21 points in in 59 games for the U17 team, and has a couple of points as well in in, in USHL games. So definitely a good player to have in your pipeline. And Michigan snags another top level prospect to add to their recruit list absolutely all right now we got blake montgomery um here in nhl prospect the upcoming draft he's committing to maine this was another one that uh i actually was kind of surprised by this one because we actually talked about this guy's brother way way back when we mm -hmm. started this podcast um his brother is bryce montgomery who we talked about way early on the podcast was one of those players who did the move that's really rare he went from the ohl to the ushl which is really rare you don't see that hardly ever. Um, so his brother 
finished up this year playing with Cedar Rapids of the USHL and his brother's a Carolina uh, draft pick. So we've talked about him before, but this is his younger brother. Um, and he was on uh, the NHL Central scouting list, I believe was ranked 218 last I checked. And he's just a, a big forward, six foot four, 181 pounds. Um, I assume he could be one of those players that could get picked uh, late in the draft this upcoming year. Um, has you know, over 30 points, like 33 and 52 games for Mount St. Charles. Um, and that's a that's a big get for Maine because that's a, a big forward and a guy that uh, could hear his name called in, in the draft this summer. Absolutely. And then, you know, <clears throat> something we talked about recently, Klavs Weinbergs, uh, who flipped his commitment from Michigan, um, sorry, Minnesota State to Colorado College, seventh round pick of Tampa in 2022. Yeah, we talked about him recently when we mm -hmm. went over Tampa's draft picks. He was a seventh round pick this past year, but this was another big one. Again, kind of painful for for Minnesota State fans who also just recently uh, their other assistant coach that was still at Minnesota State announced he's going to Ohio State. So kind of another painful loss for them. It's been kind of a, a tough past few weeks. And this one, uh, he took Minnesota State out of his Instagram bio, I think it was recently. So that'll do it. Wasn't surprised to see that he uh, reopened his commitment, but he's going to Colorado College now, I assume for this next year, um, because he's already drafted. He played his year in the USHL, had a had a good year, and he's going to bring some size to Colorado College, too. He's six foot three, about 200 pounds, so he's also a pretty big guy as well and just had a really good season. Also has played for Latvia in the World Junior Cup, so that's a, that's a big get and a, and a really nice commit for, for CC. Absolutely, and then finally we got Colin DeYoung. Uh, commits to Sacred Heart goaltender here. Um, interesting to take a look at. Yeah, we don't talk about the the NAHL too much, but I always like to mention him uh, if if there's things that are relevant to our show. So he's a 21 year old. He has a ton of experience in the Nall. He played like three years there. Six foot goalie, um, and he was kind of the starter for the Northeast Generals this year. 910 save percentage. Um, and for Sacred Heart, one of their goalies transferred. They had four goalies on their roster last year, which is kind of unusual. Um, but one of their guys transferred, I believe, going to RIT. Another guy's in the portal, so I assume that means he's not coming back. And then the other two goalies they had on their roster, I think one played in like two games and one I don't know if played in any games. Um, so it seems like two are leaving, two possibly staying. So they needed another guy, um, and they commit this guy out of out of the NAHL uh has a lot of experience playing in juniors. He's going to be coming in as one of the, the older guys with a lot of experience, has a lot of games he's played, and seems like he had pretty good stats this year too. So Sacred Heart, I assume if they retain those two goaltenders, will uh, that kind of rounds out their their goalies for next year. You'd have to think so. Um, all right, another NCAA topic here. Uh, it's basically that Minnesota announced uh, two key players are staying, Jackson Nelson and Houston Close or Justin Close. Both of these first names are spelled in absurd fashions. Um, Jackson is spelled J-A-X-O-N. Um, and then Justin, I'm assuming it's J-U-S-T-E-N, which is insane. But they're both returning uh, for fifth year, uh, for their fifth years, basically, uh, to Minnesota. But the main thing, and that's great, and we're going to talk about that. But the main thing here is what will Logan Cooley do, um, considering that, you know, he's one of the best prospects in the entire world. Uh, he had a great year. But there's a lot of uncertainty surrounding the team that drafted him, the Arizona Coyotes. Will he return to school? Will he go pro? It's, 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 a, it's a big thing that's going to sort of dictate the future of this program. 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, with Logan Cooley. I've heard we're getting close to whatever he decides. I I don't know what it is either way, um, but I've heard we're getting close to a decision. So I'm assuming we're going to hear probably within the next week, but I have no idea. Again, that's a huge decision to make. I have no idea, but uh, I assume all the news surrounding the Coyotes might have been a, a factor of it. Maybe he's waiting to see what would happen. I don't really know. So we don't know what he's going to do, but we do know that players like uh, Snuggerud planning to come back. And now we just hear that goalie Justin Close, who was really, really good for, for Minnesota this year. He was their, their go-to goalie. He's coming back to use his fifth year of eligibility. Wasn't surprised from that just because he's not the biggest goalie. He's listed as 5'10". So, you know, you really got to impress if you want to get to that next level and, and get a good deal at the next level just because you're kind of already not going to be super high on people's radars as a goalie if you're not above, you know, six foot, six foot two, you're not one of those taller guys. Um, but he was really good. So if you're a Gophers fan, that's exciting to hear. And then Jackson Nelson, too, um, saying he's coming back. And that's another uh, good player to have back. Big guy, 6'4", 220. And he had, you know, his best year yet. He had 27 points, um, which for him was a lot more than than he had in in the past years so that's really good to hear if you're if you're a gopher fan uh because you're getting some really good players coming back and probably going to try and make the best impact that they can for for this upcoming year so definitely some good news and i'm assuming we're going to hear from logan cooley we'll we'll see if he'll he'll make a decision um before our show next week but again i have no idea but i assume it's soon because it's been a while now we'll be on cooley watch for the next little bit oh yeah um, all right, USA Hockey announced their uh, their 2023 national goaltending camp. You know, basically where all the uh, uh, all the young goaltenders they go, they you know they get recognized, whatever. Um, and let's take a look at a couple of the uh, the prospects on the list. Basically, the prospects that are in the American Pipeline, starting with uh, you know Trey Augustine, who was a revelation at the uh, World Junior Championship this year. Yeah, I just wanted to run through some of the names. There's mm -hmm. quite a few of them, so not going to take a ton of time here for them. But um, it's definitely fun to see who kind of gets invited to this camp. I know on the on the women's side, there was a bunch of names that I was pleasantly surprised to see, and I think on on the the men's side too, it was fun to see kind of who ends up getting the invite. A lot of obviously, you know, Team USA national team guys, but then there's some others as well. So it's kind of fun um, to see in Trey Augustine. Obviously, a, a big name recently, a top prospect uh, coming up here. There's a couple of top prospects for the draft, obviously, coming up this summer. Um, Trey Augustine being one of them, basically the the top guy for, for the NTDP. So he's a big one to watch. Wasn't surprised to see him on the list. And then we had a, a really young goaltender who I believe you pronounce his name, Caleb Hale. Um, and he is really young. He's 16. He turned 17 this summer. So he's going to be... I think like the youngest guy there. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, and he's currently playing for the Sioux Falls Power, uh, which isn't too far from me, but I've heard really good things about him. He also appeared in a couple of USHL games this year for the Sioux Falls Stampede. Um, currently uncommitted because he is only 16. So I assume he'd be eligible to commit later this summer. Um, but that's an interesting one to watch. Will Ingeman, another younger goaltender here, uh, he's been really, really good this year. He played high school hockey in Minnesota for YZ. And then he also played a couple of games in the NAHL with St. Cloud. So I was able to watch him a little bit there. Uh, he was really good. He was like a top three high school goaltender here in Minnesota. Not the tallest guy. So sometimes I feel like maybe people don't 
have him on too many lists because he's only listed as like 5'11", I think, 5'10", 5'11". Um, but he's really good. He's committed to St. Thomas. And then we have some more national team guys, Nick Kempf. He's a Notre Dame commit, six foot two, you know, another bigger goaltender. And then also same with Carson Musser, um, another NTDP guy. He's committed to Colorado College, six foot four. So he's tall and he's a, a top prospect name, you could say, for for the upcoming draft here. Uh, and then a guy that's already in college, uh, Tyler Musilic, if I'm saying his name right, I think so. I've read his name so many times, uh, but he currently played this last year for University of New Hampshire, was a Team USA guy previously. Um, I didn't think he had like mind-blowing numbers or anything for UNH this year, but being a freshman goalie is hard. Um, so I assume, you know, he's he's still really good. I'm, I'm interested to see what he does this next year, though, in college. And we've talked about him because he's already drafted, actually. He's a he's a Florida draft pick, so Panthers, Panthers guy. Another Team USA guy, Jack Parsons, six foot three. Providence commit, you know, tons of Team USA guys on here. Um, Stephen Peck of Avon Old Farms. He's a guy who I didn't know much about, and then he committed to Michigan, and he was listed on all the, like, top prospect NHL goalies uh, to be drafted this summer. So he's kind of a guy who's – it seems like his stock has risen a lot over this last year. Ryder Shea, another guy, uh, younger, main commit, plays for St. George's School, six foot one. And to round out the list, and I'm only naming the American Pipeline guys, I think there mm. might have been a couple of, like, OHL guys, like one or two on the list as well, so you can look those up if you want to. Uh, but rounding out the list, another player I got to watch quite a bit this year, Hampton Slukinski. He's from Warroad in Minnesota. They had a really, really good team this year. He's pretty tall, too. 6'1", Northern Michigan commit. And he actually got in a couple of national team games uh, after the high school season ended. He got in a couple of them. So that was cool to see. And he's a he's a really good goaltender, too, and wouldn't be surprised if he gets drafted either this summer. So a really strong list here. Um, I'm interested to see who of these goaltenders, if any, you know, I assume a couple of these guys will probably get drafted, but I am usually not the best at looking at goalies. And, you know, I feel like goalies at the, at the draft is just a completely different beast compared to everything else so you could see all of these guys getting chosen and we might only see you know one or two it's it's kind of weird so yeah that's kind of who's the American pipeline guys going to the to the national goaltending camp a lot of high level players and it'll be interesting to see how they do so that's coming up uh later this summer I believe yeah look no one no one has any idea with goalies they're always going to be random so we just have to you know, we just we just gotta kind of roll the punches on here. But all right, we are now on to the Edmonton Oilers uh, in our American Pipeline prospect pipeline deep dives here. Um, let's start with Shane Lachance from Youngstown of the USHL. Very, um, you know, I would say a, a topical guy to start with, considering you know that he's in the uh, he's in the Cup or the Clark Cup final right now. Yeah, so Shane Lachance, um, twenty twenty one sixth round pick, big left winger. I think this is a, a great pick for for the Oilers and a great guy to have in your pipeline because he's having a great year. Like you said, they're in the Clark Cup final, and it looks like they're probably going to win it here this weekend if I had to predict anything. But he's been great. He's been playing mostly on, on the top line uh, left wing for Youngstown this year, and he's a big guy too. And looking through this list of some of these prospects, they're all pretty big guys. Um, so he's six foot four, about 200 pounds. He's 19 from Massachusetts, like you said, was a six-round pick a little while back. And this year he has 54 points in 62 games, so just under a point per game. Committed to go to BU. 
And he's currently second in scoring uh, on the team. And he's just, you know, he has size and he has skill. And he has 33 goals, which is a lot. It's it's hard to get a ton of goals in the USHL. So I think it's him and Will Whitelaw leading Youngstown. So those two have just been so, so good this year and have been a really big part of of that team's success. So he's a great prospect to have. Since he's had such a good year, I would assume he's going to be you next year. But again, you never really know. Um, so yeah, a, a really good prospect to have in the pipeline and just having a ton of success and could possibly, uh, win the Clark cup here this weekend. There you go. All right. Well, we have someone here who is pretty much not in the pipeline anymore, um, in Skylar Brindamore, uh, who was a, a sixth round pick in 2017. So a long time ago, um, obviously the son of Rod Brindamore, uh, who is currently coaching the Carolina Hurricanes in the uh, Eastern Conference Final. But Skylar Brindamore, you know, uh, uh, yeah, like I said, 6'2 center. But he signed with the Charlotte Checkers, who are the Florida Panthers HL affiliate, uh, um, and has decided actually not to sign with Edmonton. So someone who, you know, recent draft pick of theirs, not recent, but like, you know, a draft pick of theirs is actually, it was in the American Pipeline, has actually decided against uh, signing with the Oilers. Yeah, I just thought we'd mention this. I think we mentioned his signing like two weeks ago, maybe um, after the season ended. So obviously not in the pipeline anymore, but he was. So I thought we'd still like give an update um, since it was fairly recent. So he's not in their pipeline anymore. You know, he he signed with the Charlotte Checkers. But looking at the list of prospects that are that are on here, at least for American Pipeline guys, there's quite a few guys in here that play center. So I'm not really surprised um, to see like, you know, they have so many centers. Maybe they're like, you know what? You might have better luck signing with somebody else. So, uh, yeah, he's actually not in the pipeline anymore. But I thought I'd mention that since he was very recently. So, yeah, just a quick update on him. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, speaking of centers, we got Carl Berglund here, um, who was recently signed with uh, Bakersfield, which is the AHL affiliate of the Oilers. But he was from UMass Lowell. Yeah, this is a, a guy, like I said, there's a ton of guys on here that can play center and a lot of big guys too. This, including this guy, six foot two, 207 pounds, uh, 23 year old from Sweden. Uh, and he played, you know, all four years college hockey, played for UMass Lowell, um, was captain his senior season. So it looks like he's probably a, a good leader too. Uh, and had 27 points in 36 games this year. So he, he ended his senior year on a good note and just had a, a solid final two years of college hockey. So it looks like he registered a, a handful of AHL games at the end of the year. So got a little bit of a taste of playing with the Condors and won the USHL Clark Cup actually uh, a couple of years ago before he played college hockey with Sioux Falls. So he's had some success in his career, had a pretty solid uh, NCAA career, and now is moving on to the next level. And uh, we'll see what he's able to do uh, with Bakersfield. I assume he'll be there uh, for this upcoming year. We sure will. All right. Well, Yoel Mata is the next guy. He is at um, uh, Vermont. And interesting little tidbit is that Jay Woodcroft, who is, uh, uh, you know, the Edmonton head coach, uh, the Oilers head coach, is uh, his brother is, is coaching um, Yoel, I guess, at, at Vermont. Uh, it's Todd Woodcroft. So a little bit of synergy there. 2022 seventh round pick. Yeah. So I just mentioned that in here just because there are two Vermont guys in here. So just there's some connections happening, you know, kind of behind the scenes. Um, so yeah, this, this guy is another big guy that can play center, uh, six foot one, 200 pounds, uh, 20 years old. So a little bit younger than, than some of these other guys on the list and was just drafted last year in the seventh round. Um, I've heard he's really good defensively. Like he's more of just a, a really solid 
center that will put up some points, but he's just also just good in his game and has really good uh, defensive ability. And he wrapped up his sophomore year this year. His freshman year, he only had six points. This year, he had 14. So always good to see every year getting better and better, posting more points, you know, rounding out your game. He played for Finland in the World Junior Cup before, so obviously you have to be at a really high level to play for that. And he had four points in seven games for Finland in his in his most recent World Junior Cup. So it seems like he's had good progress in in college hockey, and it'll be interesting this year to see if he can you know go even further, go another step further. Um, yeah, so I think a, a good prospect to have. Played in Finland uh, for a long time, and then played two years in the USHL, and now is a, a sophomore at Vermont, heading into his junior year. Yeah, we shall see. All right. Well, speaking of Vermont, Luca Munzenberger, Munzenberger, either one. He's from Germany, um, 20 year old, six foot three left shot D. So a big guy, not known really for for offensive uh, offensive numbers, but he's a 2021 third round pick. Yeah, it seems like he's more of just a, a bigger defensive defenseman. He's not a guy who, looking through his career, has been putting up a, a ton of points, unless you go like way back in some of the stats to like U17s and stuff like that. Um, so he's a guy also has played in the World Junior Cup for Germany, so got to play at a high level to be able to be on those rosters. And he's also in his just wrapped up his sophomore season. So freshman year, he had just three assists. This year he had just five. So it'd be nice to see maybe, you know, a little bit of an increase just in – some some points, you know, you don't need to be putting up anything crazy if you're like a defensive defenseman, but could be nice to see maybe just a couple more. But, you know, if you're solid defensively, that's all that matters. And he's bringing a pretty big size as well. Six foot three, about 200 pounds. So and he was a, a third round pick in 2021. So pretty high there as well. So another guy that I assume is coming back for his junior year and just going to try and keep progressing at, at the NCAA level. Absolutely. And then rounding it out, we have Tomash Missouri um, from St. Lawrence, uh, 2019 sixth round pick. Big, another big center. Yeah, plenty of big guys on this list. And another guy that can play center. Uh, currently 2022 and, and was a sixth round pick a couple of years ago. Uh, for him, it was kind of interesting. It looks like he played uh, for Kimball Union for a while for, for high school and then played like a couple, like a handful, like four games uh, of USHL and then played for Czechia one year for international, like a couple of games and then played in Finland and then came here to play college hockey. So kind of back and forth a little bit all over the place. Um, but his freshman year was last year. He played for Providence College, didn't really get into too many games. It looks like just eight and then transferred this year to St. Lawrence, played a lot, had 12 points this year, so not crazy amount of points or anything, but uh, I assume he's going to be back. I've heard he's a, a pretty good playmaker or can be, and, you know, I think maybe he needs to find some of the, the offense he once had if you go back through his stats, but that's what college hockey is for, you know, keep on developing, keep on trying to improve, and uh, hopefully he can, he can be a, a big player for St. Lawrence this year. Absolutely. All right, and then that's it. I mean, we're, we're done. We've reached the end of the Oilers pipeline. We will be back next week, obviously, to break down everything in the, uh, in the American pipeline and another team. But until then, you'll have to wait. Um, so enjoy your weekend, folks. And Sydney, thank you again for doing this. We'll be back next week.